the greatest time of the week. Death Piles and Taxes podcast number 394-1700-ish. And two. Well, good to see you here, uh, bright and early. I know you've got to uh, jet out of here in a bit and go see your favorite buddy, the dentist. Me and uh, me probably got things to do. Uh, another another uh, fun podcast that we enjoy, I guess me and the Pelican have, is uh, that you can bet on that podcast. And Dr. Mike on that podcast is a dentist. I hated every dentist I'd ever met. I had deep hate. I was an anti-dentite until Dr. Mike changed me. So now I'm going to go with a new painted, new coat of paint, painted coat. Yes. I'm going to go in with a good positive attitude, and uh, and we'll see what happens. You say there's a podcast called You Can Bet on That? Yeah. I mean, you know, the best, man. You get on that. You, you know, we do have that app that's going to happen one day. If anyone can make that happen, it'll be these guys, but... Um, I guess a shout out to them. I've, I've been calling guy in, the, in their uh, podcast a time or two, but uh, they're 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 a fun podcast. If you enjoy recreational gambling at all, there's your shout out. Which we do. We do. Well, we also enjoy selling things online, making money. <laughs> yeah, this is the first time you've tuned into this podcast. You're really confused right now. Uh, I'm looking at my nice. Uh, I've got an enclosed case with some cards in there that I'm very excited about. Uh, sounding alert, I got an email today. My first batch of cards from PSA are on their way. Ooh, did you cheat and look at the scores? Of course they cheated and look at the scores. And you're happy. I'm very happy. That means you got some good ones. I've got I got a few tens, got several nines. Ooh. I'm I'm very excited. For those of you who don't know, um, I used to go to the thrift stores all the time. I would, you know, look through the I I went to the bins. I never indulged in the bins. You go through all the unmentionables. I do the unmentionables. I'd find clothes, books, um, McDonald's rugs, which I, I I enjoyed, but it wasn't like my favorite thing in the world. And because of COVID, I was able to switch gears, and I really have gotten this card bug where I'm buying sports cards and doing a lot of that thing, and that's kind of been my little niche. That's your wheelhouse. That's where you're at. Speaking of Wheelhouse, do you want to know a good story about Wheelhouse? Well, would I have brought it up if I didn't? I was with Dale, a good friend of the show, up to the shop yesterday. I also have a business. We make wheelchairs for, for uh, people. and He was telling me a story. A first, He was a firefighter for a long time. He and the other guy flew out to Pennsylvania to test fire trucks. And they went out testing the fire truck, and he said, like, they have a 105-foot fire truck, and they they drive the back also. And they were driving, and the one guy says, hey, watch out for that Amish buggy. And he did something. He put on the brakes, and the horse went nuts and bucked over and all kinds of craziness. So that was kind of funny. But he was telling me when they flew in, they flew into Baltimore. It's funny unless you're the Amish man. <laughs> That's true. He, Not too funny if you just lost your buggy. He didn't do it on purpose, allegedly. But they flew into Baltimore, and there was a, the Tall Ship Festival, and apparently it is these ginormous sailboats, and he got in, and he told me about what a wheelhouse was. And I never knew what it was, and apparently in these large ships, I mean, it's a, a massive room, bigger than this room, and they would have a different wheel that each man would have to, you know, be able to turn to steer these large ships. And he said the one that they were in, there were six different wheels, and that's what they said, is you need to be in your wheelhouse so that you would make sure that the steer, the, the boat went in the right direction. Well, there you go. So if you're teaching kids school at home, bam, you're done. Just playing that little thing, history lesson is over. 
I love that you use the terminology because I never knew what it was until yesterday. Well, if you're running down Amish people who are trying to get in the wheelhouse, once again, this is the podcast for you. I totally agree. Adam, I have to call you. I have to call you loud a little bit. Uh-oh. Last week you, you brought me out. You fired me up. You called me to the carpet. Uh, it was a male thing. We're not going to get down that road because it's a, the road to nowhere. Yeah, we don't want to go there today. But you said that you went to the post office and you paid in-house for shipping and for insurance. I did. Do you not listen to this podcast? Uh, I do. Do you just like wasting money? Have I taught you nothing? Yeah. I know where you're going with this. But when I'm shipping not through eBay... Now, I, I know you told me to go to ShipStation. Is that what you're telling me? Pirate ship, man. Pirate ship. Pirate ship. Um, I, I, I'll, I'll be flat. I'm lazy. I, I don't have that many things. I didn't want to sign up for an account. It's very easy for me just to go and... But the money I have saved you. I, I know. The mo- I'm just, I'm looking out for you. I know yeah, the kids are going to want to go to college someday. You're right. And they're not going to want to look back and think that dad squandered all this money that he could have saved. You're right. If you're out there... Uh, if you're uh, looking for cheap ways to ship, there are other options than going directly to the post office, standing in line, and paying them high, high premium prices. And apparently you might get a better chance for insurance and you won't have the discrepancies like Derek is with his postmaster. It's the same insurance. doesn't matter. You just paid more for what I got. Okay. So if you have a discrepancy, you're looking to save more. I'm trying to save you money. Well, I agree, but I've got a guy. He really likes me. He really likes you until he doesn't. Oh, okay. Until your wife goes in there and he tells her that you're uh, you're, you're shipping too much stuff. Let, let's keep that, that can of worms close to the No, well, I'm just saying. I was just trying to save you some money. I will look into that. Okay. Well, I know you're a big card guy. I know this isn't going to be your last shipment. That is a true statement. I've sent out several, several batches. I'm just, uh, I know you're going to need insurance because you're making those, those, big, those big bucks. I'm sending in large quantities. Well, what did you learn from last week? I don't, I just, I don't really want to get, I had another awful conversation with the IRS today, and it just boils my blood when big government bureaucrat agencies just try and pick on the little guy. I know what you mean. I know that you know what you mean. I don't want to get down that road again, but I am going to bring this up. Like the post office picking on me. uh, Yes. Um, (laughs) The IRS, if you are, are in this, if you're selling anything online, you need to have a record of it. Like, you're going to have to put it on your tax return. Um, again, we've talked about it. Like, everybody thinks, okay, well, I'm doing it cash. Whatever you're doing, if you're bringing in more than $600, you should be putting it on your tax return on a Schedule C. Make sure you have receipts of what you're doing. Use one bank account, one bank account only, and one credit card, and one credit card only. There is no reason for you to complicate the issue to have three or four different you know, sources of income going into different bank accounts because if you do and your income starts to become sufficient, you know, there's a lot, quite a few dollars. If you get audited like these people are getting audited, your life is going to suck. And uh, a lot of paperwork, a lot of trying to prove what you got from where, especially when we're doing yard sales or, you know, you're going to thrift stores, not the best receipt processes, so... And if you think dealing with the post office is awful, imagine somebody saying, you owe us $40,000, and on top of that, now we're going to do next year's two, and that's another $40,000, and you really have no way of changing anything. And the, the whole phrase is, well, prove us wrong, or prove, prove it. Yes. Yeah. You're, you're guilty until proven guilty. Well, I mean, that's, that's what kind of sucks. 
Um, I've been I've been playing with the uh, managed payment option or the eBay not managed payment. What's the payment? The new eBay the new eBay payment instead of PayPal. eBay eBay payments is that what's called? I believe it is managed payments, something like that. Um, so they have you enter in all your bank information, and I, I had to look. I go I use a small local bank, so I had to check the my bank's not on the list button. Ooh, that's they have a list of like yeah. every bank in the world except for my bank's not on the list, so. Uh, I had to put in my uh, my my account number, router information, and then they came back with the uh, hey, can you send us over some uh, some bank ship or bank uh, statements? Just yeah. kind of showing yeah. the showing that it's legit. I guess that I'm not just uh, I don't know laundering money to myself somehow on my own private bank. I believe it. <clears throat> so had to uh, had to get me a screenshot saying you know my name. I had to show it had very specific things you need on your bank. Name, your name, yeah. uh, account number. Um, I've had to do it before also with PayPal. So, uh, getting that set up. Haven't, haven't been accepted in the program yet, but I'm in line. Okay. Uh, I think everyone should get in line because you're going to have to do it anyways. So. And it's one of those formalities that eventually it's going to happen. It's going to happen. Uh, it's pretty easy if you go over to Seller Hub. You can just kind of, uh, I think, uh, mine just had the payment um, tab. Yeah. That's where I clicked on Just just signed up. Uh, apparently, they're going to be dropping some fees and stuff. Ooh. They have uh, no insertion fees, and if you sign up or if you're in line, even less fees. So uh, we're all looking to save some money. we got the fourth quarter that we talked about coming up. We right. want to save the fees. I know some people like to refer to it as fee-bay, but I don't agree with that. You don't? What do you, what, what do you call it? Like, well, it's, you got to pay the piper. Like, There's always going to be fees. Like. I mean, if you think about what they are actually doing, they're putting you in a platform in front of a lot of people, and if you feel like you're not making enough money because they're charging more fees, you need to increase your price. Well, that's it. I, I see it as they're your agent, right? Absolutely. You have all this stuff that you want to sell. You have the big yard sell, your death pile, your home pile, whatever you got, and you can go out and you can put on the, the Facebook marketplace, but then, I mean, at some point, Facebook's probably going to want a fee. You can put it on, you know, Craigslist, or you can put it on the street corner. But if you if you're able to put it on eBay, they build the infrastructure so that you have, you know, uh, hundreds of millions of eyeballs that can potentially come and buy that from you. So that's worth uh, a certain percentage. Certainly, yeah. I mean, they they have the platform. They're doing everything. They're putting you in front of. That's a great way, great analogy. The sports agent, the agent, not sports agent, but just agent. agent yeah. right. Getting you in front of a lot more people, and if they like what you have, they'll buy it. Buy it, and they take their cut. And a lot of places, um, I mean, you, you've worked in businesses and stuff. A lot of people want their cut up front. Yes. Uh, eBay doesn't make their money until you make your money, so you don't you don't really pay them until you've actually made money. And that's that's a great way for businesses, you know, prove what you're worth, and if. You know, again, they like it, then they'll continue to use it, and they do that. I mean, we're getting away from some of the PayPal. Uh, I mean, it'll still be an option, but the fees hopefully goes down. Hopefully, people make more money. Um, a lot of hopefully is out there, but I'm glad that they got global shipping in on this. So, so the payments are. I mean, the options are coming. Like the British. Well, yeah, their options are. The red coats are coming. So, yeah. Well, you got any show notes or get? Do you want me to go into something, or can I go into something that I've been? Go, get, go. Oh, well, let's hear Yeah, let's hear you. Well, you had, had a request about things that we've regretted as resellers, either things that we've bought, things we didn't buy, um, things that we should have uh, done differently. And I'm telling you, 
our buddy Phil, like I said, if you get in there, we've got into the sports card thing. I know it's you know more of what we've got to do, but I regret that well, I venue did. sports cards online. We look up Phil. Yeah, venue sport Phil's a great guy. Buy from him. It was National Card Day on Saturday. We went in there. He gave us free tops cards. Phenomenal place. But oh, you call me, tell me, you hand out free cards. It's because I wanted them all. Wow. You I thought we were in a partnership. You were there two days before. They didn't give me free cards. Well, that's because you're, you know, you don't buy enough. Well, we'll, we'll compare our seats. <laughs> well, no, the regret is, like I said, I think we really started getting into this. We had our, our annual yearly festival here in, in Payson where we live, and there was a guy, an older gentleman, who had an old card shop, and I was like, oh, man, I kind of like this, getting into it, and Derek bought some things. I bought a couple things, but not nearly as much as he did. And I regret that I didn't get full bore onto the game at that point than now what I'm doing because if I would have done things differently a year ago, this would be a completely different conversation. And what I mean by that is it takes money to make money. And it, but it doesn't, though. It, it, you can get in at the, at the low level. It's, you can get in and find things free on Marketplace. You, know, you can resell without a lot, of thing, a lot of money. You can sell your own items. Go get that death pile from Granny. Like I said, there's several ways to, to sell things. But I regret not getting harder, heavier into the card game because just looking at, like I said, I did, I sent in, I did the hard work. I sent in a group of cards to PSA, which just means they grade them. They, it makes the cards much more valuable. I'm just looking at some of the grades that I have. I have 15 cards I sent in. I've never been so happy to have a grade. I am, this, this is, is like report cards. This is like the school. I've ever got. Finally, um, new subject, good enough. But my top five cards that I have, looking at the grades, realistically, comparables, I'll be able to sell those five cards for at least $1,300. We got to get up. <coughs> Excuse on, me. On five cards that I pulled every single one of them from a pack of cards. That you just bought from? from I just bought from Phil. Phil shop. And, and I wish, and I said, now I'm getting into, uh, I'm, I'm trying to educate myself. The key is education. The key is knowing what to buy. And I guess I didn't have that at the beginning, right? You know, I, didn't, I mean, I, you know, gotta learn it. I mean we, we got to have a friend of the program. We got to get Mike Painter in here to talk about his cards. But he turned down a figure today for a card that I'm just going to let him tell when he comes in here. Floored me, and he, and he turned it down. Turned it down. And I said, I don't want to hop all over that one. But, you know, teach their own, and that's... He has confidence in what he has. He sees where the trends are going, and he, he knows what he wants for it. Um, yeah, I, I kind of have the same thing. Um, I mean, you don't know what you know. I mean, you don't know. I mean, there's no way to predict that, hey, this corona thing was going to happen and that sports cards were going to just take off in a year. However, I have kind of the same thing as far as uh, I tell that story about how I sold the sign, right? Um, my first thing. Did you I sold, see the sign? I saw the sign, and it opened up my eyes. But my Taylor, not my Taylor, my Taylor Hicks sign. Trevor Hicks. Whatever his name was. I sell that for, you know, a good chunk of money. If those of you don't know, basically how it started is back in American Idol was really big. And this is back in the aughts. This is the early aughts, the early somewhere early there. Aughts. And Derek found a sign. Single aughts. The single aughts. <laughs> found a sign at your local area talking about Trevor Hicks, Trent Hicks. Tyler Hicks. He's a big. He was a big deal for a short time. He was going to be performing at uh, a local venue for the Fourth of July, and Derek says, "Huh, wonder what that sign is." He picked it up and he sold it on eBay for 40, 50 bucks. And I spent the next years wondering how I could recreate that lightning in a bottle, or how you get into you know wholesaling. Or in the back of my head, 
I just wish I'd have, I'd have got into it sooner. I'd have went, trusted my instincts, and just figured it out. Yeah. Instead of staying at the, the regular job and thinking, man, I need to figure out something. Boy, if Taylor Hicks comes back again, I'm going to buy every poster he has. Oh, next year for the 4th of July, I wonder who they're going to have. I could, I could get the posters for free. I wish I would have figured out the thrifting part, the yard sale part, uh, and just uh, went more into it instead of thinking, oh, I have to have a, a wholesale account. Yeah. I have to have $20,000 or something probably to invest. I wish I just went into it knowing what I know now is, like you're saying, I mean, if you have two or $300, legitimately, you can go to, uh, whether it's yard sales, thrift stores, or, you know, retail shops like I was talking about, there are items that you can find that you can, you know, you have to be selective. You can't just go and buy, you know, hungry, hungry hippos with $300 and think that you're going to double that $600. You have to do some research. You have to use the tools that you have. Um, but there's ways to make that, you know, into a couple thousand dollars. Absolutely. And it's not, that's not insane. That's not impossible. That's not a, a publisher's clearinghouse. Hey, somebody's going to win, you know, a mindset. Absolutely. Where you're like, well, okay, everyone sells, but only one person makes that, you know, that figure. No, it's, it's that's, that's pretty low figure, actually. Yeah, it is. And, and that's kind of what we did. You know, you told me about this. We started the podcast. We started buying, you know, bulk was, was T-shirts, little different items at the thrift store, which... You no, know, it was fun, you know, because you're always looking, but there weren't, we weren't really making a lot of money. I mean, we made about $2,500 selling random stuff, which was really cool. And part of that was your, your college experience or your learning. You, yeah. You made a couple grand learning how, yeah, to, how to work the system. It was. It was learning. And if I, again, spent the education, which kind of led me into this, and in front of the show, Brian basically said, I hate, like, I agree with it. It's not that. I haven't done it in so long. Like I said, I'm sure I'd re-enjoy it by going there, and it's like finding the treasure. Yeah, there's some, some thrill behind I kind of miss yard sales, but yeah. it gets to where your time's valued with what you enjoy doing. But, you're enjoying the card game right But now. now I'm able to be on my phone, and I'm, I'm, I'm looking at things. <laughs> you're, you're, uh, you're, you're buying, but but if you took that same attitude when you're going to get into it, and oh, I said, absolutely. oh, Adam, you're going to spend this time, but you're going to spend a couple grand in cards just to figure out what you're doing yeah. versus, you know, 10 bucks down the, the, the local thrift store, store to yeah. figure out what you're doing. It's the same process once you learn how to list, once you learn how to search, you get your results. So, I mean, you can go into that any way you want. But, yeah, the, the point is after about a year of doing it, yeah. you, you're stoked. You found your niche. You found what, what you want to resell, and, and you're getting uh, elbows deep. We are elbows deep. So that would be my, my, my regret. My thing is not getting, I had the instinct, because my thing is, and I told my wife, and she looked at me like I was crazy. I says, I want to go in halfsies with Derek on this. Because the guy told me he wanted 25000 which I was like, nuts. And now looking back, I, I wanted to go to it and say, all right, Derek, I'll put in five. You put in five. Let's buy this guy's everything. Buy him out. And, and now going back, I wish that we would have done it. Well, I, I mean, some of his cards were in rough shape. I don't know. We should have made him. And maybe he's still got, I mean, we could probably still find him. He's probably still got a uh, storage unit full of something somewhere. He probably does, but now, again, I think I'm not too late. At the time, I wish he would have invested it. Now I think I've gotten that education that I wouldn't need to. And that's what I tell everybody. Like, when, when you're in these Facebook groups and they're asking questions, should I buy it, should I not buy it, I'm always the guy say, buy it and you will educate yourself on it. You're never going to know, like, if you get a stack of stuff, you're not going to know what it's worth unless you go through the entire thing, pull up the comps on it, and say, oh, wow, this card's worth money, because then you get excited, then you know what to look for the next time. And is that something that interests you, right? So if you're Absolutely. on the Facebook group and you're like, hey, are these cards worth it? Well, are 
Are you into cards? Are you going to spend eight hours of your life looking up cards and see what they sell for? Are you going to go through the steps to get them graded? Are you going to like, you know, when you have to bring them back and you have to take pictures of them and put them back up on, you know, all these places for sale? Same with video games. Same with T-shirts. Do you, do you like fashion? Do you like video games? Do you like, I mean, there's some things that are fast flips that you can just go scan them, uh, take a picture, and it doesn't really matter. Yeah. But those are kind of, more flash in a pan. Yeah. They're not going to be around long term, yep. most likely. So, and do you like that? Do you like that treasure hunting game of, hey, I found this is reselling. You know, it's hot right now. I yeah. bought out all the store has, and then on to the next, on to the next. You know, consistency. It just depends. Find out what you like and go for it. Because we're all different. I, I will have to say that um, I put myself on a uh, restrictive on on a pitch count. I guess was what the kids would call it. I, I cut myself off and I says I'm not buying anything else until I get this next two orders sent to PSA. Because there was a time in the last like month I really have, uh, I've been sourcing a lot. Mm -hmm. My death pile is growing. So I, I'm trying to get that consistency thing where I make myself submit them to PSA and then once I get them back I'll have to list them. But that's going to be the fun part because I know that there's money there. And as soon as that money starts chug, chug, chugging in, that's when it gets impressive. So, so you got five cards coming back. That fifteen. Well, sorry, okay, but fifteen the, total. Five. But the five back. you said were about thirteen hundred. Yep. So of that, how how much of that is already um, pretty much? Where's your break-even point on everything else that you've done, buying, selling, uh, so, on five cards? So the nice thing that you talked about is with PSA, it's the same thing, kind of like as eBay. They don't charge you until they send them back to you. So, again, the process is very long. I mean, it's taking, for this order, it took two and a half months, but this was my first 15, so I don't really have... It's kind of like that guy on the neighborhood corner. Your first ones are a little faster, yeah. might be free, a little discounted, and then once you're hooked, the, uh, it's going to take a little longer and it's going to cost you a little more. So, excluding my, my you know, because every time I send in cards, it's about $12 a piece on every card, and I've sent in some large orders, you know, couple thousand dollars orders but I haven't got charged yet because of that exactly. so as far as what you've invested in in cards in raw cards like just raw in, yeah. in all of my cards that I've purchased I've probably spent about 750 well maybe a little bit more than that probably about 850 dollars so with these five cards I'll pay for everything pay for everything plus you have ten more cards yes and that cycle is just going to hopefully continue to be a, just a, a cash a cash wave. It's just oh, I'm hoping every two to three weeks I'm going to get a new batch of cards. That's my goal. That's my everything. Like says, I've been filling my wagon. I really, really feel super good about this, and I know I'm going to feel even better about it once they start selling. Do you think you've got more selective about what you what you bought and what you're selling them when you start off, even on these first couple batches? Oh, absolutely. I, I mean. I, you taught me something very important in the more and more videos that I watch. It's not necessarily about the card, the grade of the card. It is about the population report. What, what we mean by that is it's basically how many of them are out there in the universe. You know, people, they like scarcity. They like rare things. They like things that other people don't have. So all of my cards that I went through, you know, there's my big ones, my big Lucas, you know, my, my Zions that have larger numbers. But like my Michael Jordans, my um, Shaquille O'Neal's, those all have very, very low population. I mean, I think one, there's only three of them. <clears throat> so again, it's that scarcity, and I know you, you taught me that, putting that in there, is, is, you know, if nobody else has it, then it just makes yours even more valuable. And, and, and that's the same thing, when you're checking solds, um, what Adam's doing, 
I mean, we talk cards, but when you're doing anything with eBay, if you check solds, you can see the amount of people that have sold them and how many are available just by searching it. You know, when you search something, you can see how many are for sale, how many are sold. And it's the same kind of idea as far as if it's a hot item, how many is available. Yeah. So is the market flooded? Is there more available? What's the going rate? Um, supply and demand, right? And you have to, again, the same thing. You have to make it worth your time and your effort and if you're having fun. I mean, because, like, for me, it's a fun hobby that's now turning into something I get paid to do. Where before, when we were buying shirts, I mean, we might buy them for, you know, a dollar, two dollars, three dollars tops, and then we'd sell it for twenty dollars plus shipping, and I, you know, we wouldn't make a whole lot of money. We make fifteen bucks. Now, if I can sell five cards and make thirteen hundred dollars, that gets me a little more motivated. And I mean, you know, that's just that's just where it's at with Adam. That's my thing. And then the card market, who knows? Right now, it's really hot. It could turn down to where uh, at some point. Hope oh, it doesn't happen anytime soon. Adam might be buying cards for a couple bucks, getting them graded, and making the 15 bucks. That's yeah. still what he wants to do. It, it is. It gets me excited. But again, same thing. I mean, we went back, I mean, we were buying some appliances. I mean, VCRs are always hot. Yeah, you can't never have enough VCRs for Back, some Backpacks are hot. I mean, you know, my wife bought a lot of uh, clothing. There was a store up here that we found a really good um, deal on some liquidation clothing. She found some really, really nice, uh, like brand new women's clothing uh, with the tags on it. She only paid a dollar a piece, and she was selling those for thirty, forty dollars all day long until we—that was the problem. We ran out. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's that's the problem. If you find that that source, and eventually, you know, it's going to dry up. Hopefully, if you can find something that's that perpetual, just you can go there. You got your little honey hole that never dries up. Don't tell a single soul about it and just, just ride the rails till the uh, the wheels fall off. But Absolutely. That, that doesn't happen a lot, even with, with cards, right? Um, when we first started going, and uh, what happened is we did that thing about a year ago, and then we went on our little football trip, and we went to a card store. That's right. And then me, you, and Painter all just kind of had our childhood memories coming back, and we started, you know, and we saw these uh, Asian gentlemen that were buying these boxes of cards and they were on their lunch break and it was like a hundred dollars a box or something we couldn't believe it and we thought that was insane they were looking for a zion uh williams, williams rookie card yeah and they would just go through these things like i mean i was like they were counting cards or something down at down at the casino go back to the earlier episode or of the episode and we we're just like oh this is crazy and then we came back and we found venue sports and fill and stuff and the market from that point to to where we're at now it just went insane, and that same pack they were buying for a hundred dollars a box, like are probably closer to five, six, seven hundred dollars at least. Yeah, I mean, if you can crazy. find it. So yeah, if you can find it. So I mean, even at that point, if we would have invested and just said, "Well, this is gonna go crazy," but you don't know. I mean, you know, if we bought those and just held on to them till now, there's no way of knowing the future. And if you do, I mean, get a hold of me. So uh, that's been a fun ride, but that's that's kind of what sparked it, and it seems like nationally that's kind of caught on. And, and the thing is, is you know, we had a you know another person kind of uh, send me a message about cards and asking some more information. It's not too late. Like it says, it's not too late. Like it says, there's still a lot of room for growth. There's still a lot of room to make money. Again, it all depends on your budget. I mean, I would tell you, do do your education, take some time, learn what it is, and then go out and make some money. Oh yeah, I mean, if you think, I mean, we have card shops and stuff, but there's little WalMarts all across the country full of cards, yes. and you can just buy the uh, packs and sell them if you get the right things, yeah. without even looking at your liking cards. And ours are uh, all vacant shelves because I look every time I go. Yeah, I mean, some people, some of us make the rounds and, and try to uh, 
find them, but you know, I'm just saying it's a big world. It's a big, it's a big, big world. There's a lot of cards. There's out there. a lot of opportunity out there. So a lot of opportunity to flip. So that's my regret. That's my thing. I wish I would do different. Um, let's let's let you think about it for a minute, and we'll catch yours. Oh, I already shared mine. Okay. Getting into it sooner, my whole Taylor Hicks. Taylor, you're right. I, 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 I mean, if you want me to retell that story no, when we no. come back from the break, I'd be happy to I, do I it. thought you were going to hold on and tell us about your rock cards. That's the one I was thinking of. I'll, I'll talk about that. Because I, um, I know that, you know. Now you're going to just get me all fired up in the break. No, I, I just, like, there's lots of things that we, you know, that's the problem. You never know. Like, you never honestly know what the market is. Until, you, until you do know, and then it's too late. Yeah. Now we're back on in. You sat through those wonderful, wonderful commercials, and we appreciate it. Tax time will be coming up. It's never going away, just like Derek Trash. Well, that goes away. You know, I just have to reapply the ointment every now and again. The special ointment. Speaking of which, Adam, can you lend me a hand? There's a spot I can't reach, and I should have said during the break. But I'm always here to lend a hand. Boy, you just throw me right underneath that bus, right when I think we're buddies and friends again. You just derail me underneath my own train. Cool thing, I saw a bus on sale on the Facebook Marketplace for four hundred, no, $4,000. Well, if we all go in, you make it a timeshare bus. I like that. Everyone goes in, then we take trips on it. Most of our trips are getting canceled anyways, so. The, uh, that, that could be the new Sprinter van. And the new Sprinter van will be a school bus. I got the CDL. I think we're licensed to roll. You're ready to rock and roll. Well, Adam wants me to tell this story because it's painful and it hurts my feelings. So, uh, some of you might remember me talking about Rocky Maivia, who's now known as Dwayne the Rock Johnson. I've heard of him before. The good thing about doing this podcast is, you know, a lot of times you tell stories and you're like, oh, I was on that trend or I said that clear back when and people think, oh, oh man, you're just full of it or whatever. Yeah. Now you can go back and play the episodes where I said this, like, you know, a year now it's over a year ago as great as this podcast is is for everyone else it's really good for us because well, no I did say that we can timestamp it now I have dead center proof that when Venmo requires you to put your information <laughs> and the IRS is going to track that I can say I've been saying that for years so brother brother so I was telling everyone about this rock uh, rookie card that was you know if you could find it get it get it graded uh, made me a lot of money I was selling for like $250, thinking I was just, you know, cutting that fat hog that the, the boys like to say. And uh, and now it's just, it's, it's skyrocketed with everything else going on with the card world and, and whatever. So what I used to sell for $250, I could pick up for next to nothing. I'd get them graded. So I was into them maybe, you know, maybe 20 bucks. I might have to buy a whole, it came with a game. It wasn't even like a real... Um, it wasn't even a real card. It was a WWE wrestling game. Wrestling trivia game, and it was one of the character cards, basically, but it was the, the Rocky Maivia first card, first edition. So I could usually get them for under $40 for the whole set, and that would be a high one. Yeah, there, there's people now that are just getting ridiculous with what they're asking out there. And, uh, oh. and there's Adam's brought up one that's uh, been on the... Uh, they're asking fifteen thousand dollars. The Beckett or best offer. Yeah, or best offer for fifteen grand. So I, I mean, I thought I was doing pretty good. And I still think I was doing pretty good because I was getting paid two hundred and fifty dollars um, a card for what I had, you know. So uh, I got. Uh, I think I have one or two still in getting graded to PSA. You know, uh, Mr. Painter's got at least one, if not the two, into PSA. So we'll see what they come back as. But. That's one of those things that's just hard to predict, so uh, I don't necessarily regret it because had I not sold them at that time and just sat on them, you never know. 
And keep in mind, there is a big difference between what people are asking and what things are sold for. That's true, too. It's completely different, but looking at this, uh, it does look legitimate that there was a uh, Beckett 9.5 Rock rookie card sold for $4,999. Well, good for them. Five Gs. We're not talking chump change here. We're talking there is a... For some... We have no idea. Like, I don't know why, and I'm not going to question... This is like we always talk about it is... Uh, why somebody's going to pay $35 for jelly beans, I don't care. I just send it to them. And, and I'm still looking. I mean, it's still something I might be able to snag a few. It's a lot harder to source. And, uh, you know, and there's other cards. There's other wrestling things that, that I'm on and, and looking for and always searching. So hopefully the trend continues because it, it's only going to help um, me down the road. I guess Adam and his fat stack of cards as well. So Adam, I need to bring up something, though. All right, what are you, what are you going to bring up with me? You got more beef with me? No, I, I, I married my grievances. Um, I just wanted to tell people kind of what's going on with uh, popular items. Okay. These are what you might call bolos, but this is just kind of what's been trending with the whole COVID thing. And it's something that, you know, we talk a lot about what we're selling, what we're doing, because that's what we're interested in. But I just kind of found this interesting. Um, kayaks. Kayaks. Kayaks are very popular. If you go to REI or any of those places, they're not keeping them in stock. So uh, this would be more something that you'd be selling locally, probably. It'd be kind of hard to ship a kayak. I'm not saying it can't be done, um, but kayaks. kayaks. I don't. I, the outdoors, you think things that people do solo that they can social distance but still get their exercise. I, I do throw in the same thing: bicycles. Bicycles are extremely hot right now. But the hot ones are the uh, e-bikes. Yes, e-bikes. Which Simon Cowell just broke his back. You hear about that one? I, I saw something about it. I don't know he broke his back. He was on one of these uh, e-bikes, and I don't know what he was, popping willies or something, but fell off, broke his back, they had to you know, put some rods in there and stuff. I wonder if he'll need a wheelchair. I wonder if he can... He might need an extreme modus. He could be on uh, America's Got Talent. He could come yeah. and push him around. Uh, that'd be nice. Man, maybe you should reach out. That's something to get tweeting, buddy. He's stuck in the hospital. That's a good thing. I, I appreciate it. I'm going to do that. I think we should do that. But, uh, yeah, e-bikes are a big thing. Bikes in general. Um, trampolines. Ooh, we've got one of those. I think a lot of that's because kids are stuck at home. You want to go outside, get some exercise, or, or keyword for get out of my way and go entertain yourself for what, 20, 30 minutes? How long is a trampoline session with kids nowadays? It depends on how long you keep the door locked. It's like, go outside. Uh, I think a lot of parents, especially mothers, are, are kind of, uh, they're, they're getting uh, I couldn't do stir-crazy, man. I did it last Saturday all day, and it's the longest my wife been away from our, our youngest son, who's like five months old now. And it was great. It was fun. I enjoy it. I'm a father. That's my duties, but I could not do it every day. Tense. Tense, okay. Tense yeah, people fun. not being able to go on maybe their vacations or whatever, so they're doing a lot of the, uh, you know, going up into the woods. I will say we double dipped on that. I, we slept in a tent on the trampoline, and I would not <laughs> recommend it ever again. Now, if you're over the age of probably 18, trampoline sleeping is, uh, it is not. Your body isn't what you remember it being. The reason that it was fun when you were a kid is because your body would just bounce back into shape. Yeah, you get to sleep on concrete when you're a kid. Yeah, it didn't matter. Yeah, yeah it's, you all slept to the bottom. Probably, I, I haven't slept on one for, for a long time, but... It, it was uh, it, it was definitely hurt the old back. That was probably one where you let the kids roll asleep, or fall asleep, and you roll off and go back to your uh, room. I will tell you that I have the greatest tent in the world. What makes it so great? It is a roll-up tent. It, it's in a large disc, 
Um, I got one when I was a kid. I bought one when I was 16 years old at, uh, at Harbor Freight. I, I did everything I could. I paid for it myself. It was $25. I wanted it really, really bad, so I worked for it. I bought it. And it, it's full. It's like a, it's one of those pop-up tents. You just undo the latch, and you throw it up in the air, and it makes the whole tent. So that whole pain point of, now tents are a lot more, they're a lot easier to set up now. There's, you know, they realize that because that was always the pain point going to camping to set up a tent and suck. But now I can set up a tent in about 15 seconds. Set them up and, and pull them down. Those are the two hardest. That was always the worst. But I have a great tent and I was able to find myself a, a newer one, so we also have that. So And and pools. Pools. You know, the... Uh, this was something else when I was shopping, talking about drop shipping last I week. Drop shipping pools. I was drop shipping pools at one point. The problem was a lot of them were freight, and they were going to people's houses and trying to uh, to uh, direct that without saying it wasn't coming to me directly or trying to tell the, the people how to get up. That's difficult. It was a little difficult, but the bigger, not like... I mean, people are probably getting pools and stuff installed, but I'm talking more of the, yeah, uh, like the, the above-ground... Like the big ones that you have air that go in them, and it's it's like a like a ten or twelve foot like uh, radius pool, and you can jump in them and stuff. That was a great. One of my friends had one of those pools, and it was like the greatest thing in the world. Well, again, with uh, everything, I, I know we bring it up, but you have to think about what you're selling in and stuff. People aren't maybe comfortable going to the pools or with their kids going to the pools as much the summer, or they just want to cool off. They've been stuck at the house. They don't necessarily want to install a new pool. No. But they don't want a little kiddie pool either. Yeah, you got to have something in between. So uh, when you're outsourcing, when you're out thinking about things, I know we have uh, talked a lot about what we're doing with, with cards and stuff. But think about, I mean, recreational, um, they're saying like dumbbells. Yeah. Oh, yeah, I saw that a lot. People buying dumbbells. And your gym equipment. Um, you can't go to the gym anymore. You can't or you don't feel comfortable doing it. That's what people are saying. It doesn't matter what phase you're in. Some people just don't want to go back or feel comfortable going back either. And yeah. Instead of saying, well, that's right, that's wrong, or whatever, just make money off it. That's, that's the whole name of the game that we play is make money off it. And there might be places that are a little less uh, stringent or a little less hit where you can go buy dumbbells pretty cheap. Or you can go find pools or or trampolines or, or whatever we're selling, right? And, and be able to flip that for uh, a decent amount of money. And this is one of those things that's probably going to be trending for a couple months. It sounds like it'll be trending for quite a while, at least. And and take advantage of, I mean, make the hay while the sun's still shining. That's the way you're supposed to do it. So I, I guess you could call those bolos. I don't know. You said something I want to bring up, the, the freight shipping. Kind of an interesting experience with that, shipping the wheelchairs. Um, we have a shipping company that we use, but it's always hard because they don't know exactly... When we get a quote, we don't know the exact address. We do, but the shipping company doesn't know like where their, you know, their port is. This guy lived on Long Island, so we got charged to send it to New York, which is fine. It was like a couple hundred bucks, but then because it was in Long Island, on further away, we got charged like another two hundred fifty dollars. So, on those larger items, like with eBay, it makes it super super simple. And again, I'm learning that process of how do you um, ship things the best way. And, I, you know, it's only it takes time. You have to do it before you get another right answer to it. I got something for you, Adam. I don't know if this works for your business or not, but it's something that I might have uh, discovered throughout the years. That well, what, did, what did you discover? I thought I was hearing... Uh, I thought I was hearing angelic music for a minute. And it's somebody backing sirens. up. It's over at the Ace Hardware right next door to us. Have you heard of... Uh, there's a U-Ship. Have you heard of U-Ship? I have never heard of U-Ship. So how U-Ship works... 
is say there's a guy like like me or you that's industrious that we like to go for roadies or or we got a sprinter van that we need to take to Laramie, Wyoming, but we need to make some money along the way. It's kind of like an opposite of eBay. It's like you say, okay, I got this wheelchair and it has to go to Long Beach. And it starts off with people making bids on, oh, I can take that for you for $5,000. Okay. It has to go by Tuesday or whatever. So by Tuesday, people kind of bid a price until it comes to Tuesday and the winner gets your item, basically. So Sounds like... Uber slash eBay mixed together. It's kind of that. Some people, some people have uh, trailers, or they have you know bigger loads. They have the the LTL type stuff where they don't have quite a truckload, but they're going across the across what the country. You, what did you call LTL? LTL less than a truckload. I have That's some, never heard that terminology. Well, you didn't work in a truck stop growing up, and you're not a, a professional driver. I do not share the same profession as Jeff Gordon Dale. And There's a. There's some guys out there in the big rig, guys out there in the big rigs right now shaking their head. They're like, "Oh yeah, I'm I'm LTL freight." I'm I'm sorry, I've been educated. I appreciate. It. I'm now woke now, to the terminology of shipping. If nothing else, Adam's getting a good education. But no, you go on on uship.com, and it, I mean, you know, like it, it's uh, it's more yeah, it's more of like an Uber delivery instead of hiring a truck to do it. Which there's pros and cons. So. That's an idea, though, for people. I know some people are like furniture buyers and shippers on eBay. Um, it all depends. It all depends. The bigger the items, the more it costs to ship. What I would do is, uh, you know, if you if you have something like that, you can say local pickup, and then let them arrange the shipping. So they'll come and pick it up. You're done with your part, and they're paying for it to go cross country and arranging all the shipment or or whatever. Just. There's a couple things we're looking into, and now we're, we're starting to shift quite a well, bit. Well, uh, the listeners, I know you and your wheelchair might be a whole different uh, whole different league, whole different ball of wax. Hey, I like that ball of wax. Is that like a wheelhouse? I don't know the terminology for ball of wax, but I did just see a video that they took a watermelon, and they dripped wax all over it, and they put the, the wick on the top, and they made a watermelon uh, candle. Oh, well, that's interesting. Useless information, but Dad brought it up. There you go. Hey, we got some, uh, some, here's some hot items coming out, Q5, Q4, a Q5, we're so hot, it's Q5, but everyone needs to be aware of, I think most resellers know it, um, but there's, uh, this Xbox, there's a new Xbox coming out, Xbox, uh, consoles are always, I mean, they're always in demand when they're new, they're always hard to get, uh, I'm gonna lose some street cred here, I've never played an Xbox, the, uh, Adam's never played an Xbox, um, that makes them even more cool. Your kids want them even more if Adam's never done them. Right. Well, the new one's coming out, and uh, traditionally, they're hot anyways around Christmas and the holiday season. Uh, you know, like, the Switch was almost impossible to get there for a while. Again, with the situation that we're in, Black Friday's not going to be nearly what it was with people crowded. If you get the new Xbox is coming out, there's a new PlayStation 5 is coming out. Wow. So they're going to be kind of head-to-head. Uh, it doesn't really matter, I don't think, if you're reselling, because some people are loyal to one side, some people, Coke or Pepsi, right? Yeah. And it doesn't matter, people want the new one. So, you you were selling Nintendo Switches, and it's the hot market, and you always seem to be the guy, how did you acquire the ones that you got and then sold them? I'd go to Walmart. You'd go to Walmart? I'd buy them from Walmart. And were you using BrickSeek? I did a little bit, um... It got to where I had me, I, I get me some moles. I get some moles inside that tell me when things get delivered, and then I go over and I buy them. So you've made buddy-buddies with a couple of people at Walmart, and they'd say, hey, Derek, we just got some switches, come get them. I know people, but 
uh, that's some of your local ones, but I mean, again, we have these rural places. We have these Walmart rural? rural out in the middle of nowhere. So if you're willing to drive around and I mean, use BrickSeek. There's some few other tools. There's some other apps out there. Use it to find out what's in stock. Uh, I wouldn't recommend calling and asking, hey, how many of those yeah, new PlayStation 5s do you have in stock? Yeah. Oh, you got four of them? Okay, I'm on my way. Well, guess what? That guy's just called his buddy and said, hey, we got four of them. This guy's driving from clear up, you know, two hours away. They must be hot. Come buy them. Yeah. So, um, so yeah, we got things like that. Uh, if you got kids that have friends that have jobs at these places, use whatever resources you have. Well, that's a good idea. Um, maybe you go to church with people that manage these places, or you have other social interactions with these type of people. Uh, the work at the Walmarts, the work at the Targets, the work at the GameStops. Uh, sometimes you can sign up for a pre-list or, or things like that. Sometimes you just get in line and you get lucky. You're doing the hard work to make the big dollars. But the point of the story is, uh, holiday season's coming up. Like I said last year, last year, I'm kind of off today, Adam. Like I said last week, there's uh, there's going to be some, some guilt. There's going to be guilt. some guilt with some parents and some things that uh, people are going to be spending the money. And these things aren't necessarily cheap, um, but it's big Christmas. And if they're going to be spending money to get uh, kids' affection back, right? Or just, yeah, I mean, I don't know. I mean, how, how do you feel? You just want to give your, the kids the best things that you can give them, right? Yeah, I agree. And and a lot of people have had their kids. I mean, it's been hard. It's been rough on adults. It's been rough on everybody. So with the holidays coming up, it's been kind of a bummer of the year. Uh, they just wanted to, to go off. Maybe it's a, a new. Different. Maybe yeah. you just got a new check in the mail. Maybe you found a new job. I don't know. But uh, Grandma hasn't been able to come see you, her special little boy, and give you them, them kisses and uh, pull on your cheek. And Irene's going in with Uncle Frank. I don't know. I'm just saying there's going to be a lot of money spent, and you're going to be the one making it if you get ready and start preparing now. You don't want to be coming uh, here in a couple months and saying, oh, that new Xbox has been out for a couple weeks. I'm going to go buy one. You need and to be on top of it when it happens. You go to the store, you go to the Walmart worker or whatever and say, do you have any Xboxes? I'd like to buy three, and just watch them laugh at you. And just, you know, so be on top of it now. And there, uh, the things like we're talking about, the camping items, the outdoor items, the... You know, the uh, workout-type, solo-type equipment. Certainly. I mean, now's the time. Fill the wagon. You're, you're giving us the information, so we're telling you right now, any outdoor recreational activities, any uh, sports cards, whether that's baseball, basketball, football, soccer is a big... Anything that you are interested in, if you you were telling me... I don't, am I going to purge your secret if I get into telling people what other things you're getting into? I mean, I can always edit it out. Okay, that's true. Derek's finding himself another little niche of, of items. You going to share it or do I have to bring it up? I, I guess you're going to have to bring it up. You, you said you were buying not comic book cards, but like rare. Oh, okay. Like, yeah. like I, didn't know. I didn't know where you were going. There, You've got so many niches. I thought you were going to say I was in the women's underwear or something. I was just waiting for you to try, try to zing me. I don't know. Um, yeah, so, well, with cards, uh, maybe we'll have, we'll have to do another whole card talk here. We'll get Mr. Painter in. But this isn't card talk. This is uh, oh, other activities. This is cards. So there, there's uh, cards of superheroes. Ooh, superheroes. And they're kind of a big deal. Um, before, when we had movies and stuff, those were the popular movies of the time. But you got, like, your Spider-Man or your Superman or your Batman. Everyone knows who these people are. So you're Even Adam knows. You're telling me 
that I enjoy the Avengers and I enjoy all these things that if I do things right, I can find these items and well, flip them and make money is what you're telling me right now. Well, a lot of these places also have cards, so I'm, I'm looking at like early, you know, 60s Batman cards or, or first. So a lot of these places also have comic books, but if you want to get into the comic book uh, business, it's long gone. Be able to get your first issue of, of any of these. Um, unreal. Yeah. Un unreal. You're not just going to find one at a thrift store. You're not going to find one on Macari. But you can find early editions of these cards, which is kind of like the rookie card, so to speak, of Batman or Spider-Man or, or Superman. And I'm, I'm starting to buy up some of those. I'm going to get them graded. Not, not a lot of them are in good quality condition, but that's okay. You know, it comes back with it. They're authentic. Here's the grade, the population like me and I talked about previously. And, yeah, I'm starting to get into that a little bit. So I've got a question that brings up a good good thing. Uh, before I ended my buying spree, I bought a unique item that I'm getting ready for um, a gift for this summer. And essentially it's a it's a sheet. It's not a, it's not a card. It's something that's the same size as a um, uh, piece of paper that I want to send in to kind of have authenticated that it is what they say it is. I know you sent in your Carl Malone magazine to back it. Would, would you say that's the best source? Um, well, the reason I did that is because Beckett would encapsulate the... Uh, that's what I want. They'd encapsulate it. Um, you can go down... I mean, there, there's other companies that do it. Uh, but, yeah, I mean, if you want to encapsulate it, does it have... Uh, what are you trying to... Is it signatures you're trying to get off? No, it's not signatures. It's just, just the documentation it's itself. A, it's a document. Yeah, I mean, uh, we can look into it and, and find somebody that specializes in that, but there's probably somebody at Beckett or... Um, I think more with uh, BSA would have to be signatures and that kind of thing. But uh, I know the comic book companies, there's Nintendo video game gamer people that encapsulate great things. So I've gotten it falls into different this, niches. I've gotten into this because uh, you, uh, when you said that, it kind of switched the gear for me. A lot of the kind of like this local history. Um, I think that's kind of one of the things we liked about it, as I told us we're visiting the semin the semin the cemeteries, um, you know, the mon the monasteries different things in, in the area that kind of piqued my interest and there's a lot of older things and I feel like um, you know our generation a little older coming up like so those kind of things are cool like it's cool to have those kind of items now and, and again it's that same thing they're turning into art mm -hmm. you know they're turning into the showcase this piece that you can talk about it because I feel like a lot of times and like you were saying in a lot of these zoom meetings like your background is your background like that's what basically yeah, that's your tracker keeper to the world yeah it shows kind of your personality and again it opens up doors for somebody to say oh Derek likes that so do I and then you can create a it's a conversation starter yeah and a lot of times it, it greases the wheels with a lot of things um, honestly one of the things that I'm really planning on doing with a lot of these card items is I'm sending people thank yous um, you know that's what I'll be doing is you know I've asked them some information I kind of find out about their favorite players favorite teams I've gotten them a card so that I can now get it, uh, you know, graded, and now I'm sending it to them as a as a thank you. So that's one of the other things that I'm doing as part of my business. Well, that's cool. That's something they'll hold on to and say, "Hey, he remember that conversation? Is that went the extra mile? You know, and he, it doesn't matter what it's graded necessarily. It, it's the thought that counts on something like that. Yeah, especially and it's it, again, it's a uh, it's a conversation start, and it, it triggers people's memories and. And it's a tax write-off. Yeah, and like, so they might want to get into it in this. It's a tax write-off for me. And it's something which, uh, I mean, chocolates are cool or whatever, but they're just going to eat them or, you know, throw out flour, whatever. This is something they're going to hold on to, and every time they look at it, I think, oh, that's my tax guy. Right, there you go. 
Well, I don't. That's uh. Is that all I got? You, have, you, you We burned right through it, man. You must be looking forward to going to that dentist. That's the thing. I got to get to the dentist. I got to go get drilled. But uh, here's a here's a little, I'll throw this out here for for next week or maybe even followers on, on I know the social media is always the joke. I found now that we got stores in our town. Yes. I've been able to go to the store. I've been able to find items on the shelf of the store. I bought them for three dollars and I've been selling them for ten dollars. I'm all out. Just flipping. All out. So I might share my secret source. Derek also, when he got big into the candy items, I mean, I got, I still have some jalapeno M&Ms that we don't even have listed, and I think I'm going to eat them next week. You can get them listed. I know, but I really, that's like my favorite. Company. But think about how much cards that you can buy for, for one of those bags of M&Ms. That's true, but, but I'm, I'm a glutton for, you know, I... We don't have baseball. We're not going to have football. No, don't bring me down, Bruce. Uh, okay, you're right. I, I'm looking forward to some M&Ms. Um, speaking of, Christmas is coming up as supporting those clubs. Derek, what kind of, uh, you know, an item might you be looking for for Christmas? Well, Adam, I haven't really brought it up, but there's this Rocky might be a rookie card out there that, you know, I sold a couple. I probably should have held on to if I could get some, my hands on something like that. I mean, it would just mean the world to me. Not only me, but the family, uh, you I'll, know? I'll look into this. Yeah, I mean, I... I think there's a few available um, that might went up a little in price, but you can't you can't put prices on memories. You just can't. And with that being said, the prices on memories go through Granny's death pile, and he says, well, "I don't mean to be uh, make light of it, but we're all going to die. We all have a pile of stuff. It's got to go somewhere." Or go through somebody else's Granny. It doesn't have to be your own. Yeah, that's true. That's, or your aunt, or you know, your your grandma, your grandpa, your great uncle, your friend in your neighborhood. I will be, there, there's a guy that I know here locally. He's always the guy that is helping other people, and he was helping them move stuff out of their storage unit. And he does that. He flips it on the Internet. Like, yeah, that's a smart man. That's what he does. Yeah, that's not even a bad little side hustle to say. But you put your sign down at the storage unit, hey, I help move or whatever, and people always get down there and they have more than what they think. And, like, and what are we going to do with what we can do with this? Hey, I'll take it off your hands for you. That's hey, a I'll, really good idea. That's not bad if you got a little entrepreneurial spirit. That's a good idea. Where where were you at this when I was in my twenties? You know, back when you were bouncing around. I mean, I was still thinking about that Taylor Hicks concert. But let's be, at that moment in your life, like it's just, it was always kind of the running. Where is Derek working this week? I mean, because you were going to, you know, you had a couple different uh, agencies at that time that were uh, using your services, correct? Well, they, they were using me. <laughs> well, I hope that you can use um, some of this advice. But no, I've been buying Rocky Maya via rookie cards. Take some of this information, put it in your, uh, make this a new part of your wheelhouse, uh, you know, make it to where you can make some money, enjoy what you're doing, because there are two things in life that are certain, Derek. That would be death piles.